What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. I'm Pete, this is Evan. We have about one but two special guests today. Justin will be coming in with some assorted Italian deli meats. Before we get into all that, first off, if you're new to the show, welcome. The Empire State Conservative Network Podcast is for New York-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state is being run. You're also tired of being neglected by friends, family, co-workers for thinking differently than they do about politics and about life in general. And our mission is to take back the state. So today we have two special guests. Like I said, we have Vicky Palladino, a state senate candidate, and we have Rob Hornack, who is a campaign consultant. Guys, how are you doing today? Very good, Pete. Thanks for having me on today. Doing great, thanks. Great. All right. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of today, because we spoke and we did a little uh, dig earlier in the week about why we're having you on to discuss the corruption going on at the city level, uh, you know, with the GOP and the Republicans at the city level. We want to talk about, obviously, the awful events that transpired in Christchurch in New Zealand yesterday. So, Evan, why don't you walk them through it and then we'll get uh, Vicky and Rob's reaction to it. All right. So without getting into too much detail, obviously, we're not going to give this guy any more fame than he's already been getting. We're not going to mention his name. We're not going to get too in-depth into his politics. We are more concerned with the reaction from leftist Hollywood. But if you are not if you are not familiar with the situation, essentially a white supremacist from Australia who had published his manifesto on 8chan and on Facebook live-streamed him shooting up a two, one mosque, and he had two other accomplices, allegedly, that shot up another mosque, killing 49 people at the mosque, and then one died later at a hospital. Um, he did things such as mention Candace Owens and Donald Trump. This essentially was done just to garner publicity for this. Um, if you actually read what he wrote, if you listen to Ben Shapiro, he analyzes this more in depth. But he essentially mentioned Candace Owens just to get more popularity and mentioned Donald Trump only to say that he disagrees with his policies because this guy apparently is a big socialist and environmentalist, which would not make him a right-wing white supremacist in America. It would make him more of a left-wing white supremacists in America. Mm. And of course, American Hollywood did what they do best. They overreacted, called for Donald Trump to resign, to go to jail, and all this other nonsense. All the Ab- absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it's it's like they didn't bother getting, well, you know, this is what they do. They don't get any of the information, mm-hmm. and they do what they do. They, you know, Donald Trump, der- uh, Trump derangement syndrome, and they go off, and everyone does a little clap, 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 clap on Twitter, and it nothing gets done. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's disgusting, and, and Vicky, as a political candidate uh, in the past, I'm sure, and, and as a campaign consultant, Rob, I'm sure you guys see firsthand how the left often tries to take a, a terrible, tragic event, a shooting like this, obviously, doesn't matter who they are getting shot up, nobody deserves to die in that fashion, especially by someone as deranged as the shooter. But um, you've seen this firsthand. So what are your thoughts on the left trying to politicize this and celebrities and and other people calling for the president's head? Well, first of all, as far as I go, enough is enough. I've posted it many, many times uh, on my Facebook page. I've come out alive and said it just like I'm going to say it right now. Everybody is sick and fed up. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a moderate Democrat with a sound mind or whether you're a Republican, doesn't really matter. Hatred does not have party lines. Mm-hmm. 
that t hatred of any kind, such as this, and to go live streaming it, mm. that's insanity. Yeah. Okay. So when we draw that line and we understand the insanity that's behind this man, mm -hmm. okay, what motivated him? His own sick brain. Right. Okay? Nobody pulled that trigger. He did. Mm -hmm. He chose a mosque that was of his own free will. Nobody motivated him. He motivated himself. Mm -hmm. And to blame Trump, once again, for these outrageous things that transpire is absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. For the Hollywood elite to jump on board this reckless train that they are on, which is actually to do away with American values, to condemn our president, and to take any means necessary to see to it that Trump is persecuted for things he has nothing to do with. Now, not to make light of anything, but let's face it, if Trump cured cancer, as we all have heard this expression, mm -hmm. they'd find fault with that as well. Of course. Okay? So this was a sick, deranged individual who decided to take his actions out on the mosques in uh, New Zealand. Wrong. Hatred in any way, shape, or form is wrong. No, you may not blame Donald Trump, mm -hmm. okay? I would like all these left-wing liberals in Hollywood to take a look at themselves in the mirror and watch what spews out of their mouth because what they're spewing out of their mouth is generating the hate that's going on in this country right now. And everybody better understand that because Obama started it with divide, separate, conquer. He did it class-wise. He did it economically, he did it racially, he did it law and order, okay? Everybody lost respect for each other. There was a day when we respected each other's differences, learned how to talk about it, meet in the middle, come together, and work out these issues. He generated the hate. He generated the swamp, along with the Clintons. They started it. Mm -hmm. they, lit the fl they lit the first match, Obama fan the flames. And that's why we have what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody was Trump's friend. Let's remember that. When Donald Trump was Donald Trump, the multimillionaire, mm -hmm. billionaire, self-made man, everybody couldn't wait to go to Mar-a-Lago and to sit down at the table with him. Now all of a sudden he's a really bad guy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? He's a great guy. And you know what? He's done nothing but the best for this country. And every day this man gets up at 72 years of age, he manages to dodge every bullet that's fired at him to put America first. So this SOB from New Zealand could go straight to hell where he belongs. Mm -hmm. Okay? And the left-wing liberals, you guys better shut the hell up because this is all going to come back and bite you in the ass. Mm -hmm. You got Omar, whatever the hell her name is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what was the bill they just passed at the House the other day? Almost okaying being an anti-Semite because it was one of their own. Oh, the resolution where they failed to condemn Ilhan Omar. Right. I guarantee you they're going to come out with something now specific for Islamophobia mm -hmm. Absolutely. because of Ilhan and Omar oh, yes. and Rashida Tlaib. Mm -hmm. yes. But just like you said, Donald Trump was never a racist until he went after Hillary Clinton. Right. Mm -hmm. They all loved him. The Clintons loved him. Right. Everyone in the world, Al Sharpton, uh, Jesse Jackson, these people too. gave him awards. Yes, let's remember, okay, when we talk about Al, Al Sharpton, he was to the White House when Obama was president 88 times. 
88 times he was invited to the to the White House. 11 times a year. He's okay. one of the biggest racists and in the country. And there you go. And he is one of the biggest. And I say to you, Al Sharpton, when are you going to pay back your $450,000 in uh, back taxes? Or, the, or are you excused from that? You're exempt from that, too. But she's now probably with penalties and all, closer to maybe 2 to $3 million, okay? That's yeah, not good. What about Tawana Brawley, Al Sharpton? See, we overlook... Okay, mm -hmm. the 325,000 bleached emails. Where did they go? Clinton's emails. Okay, so Narnia. <laughs> yeah. All right, so how do I feel about it? I think you understand. Yep. Yeah, okay, there you go. Rob, what, what are your thoughts on it? I'm not sure if there's anything to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vicky summed it up pretty well, but look, let's, let's be realistic. This is a sick, sick individual who exercised his uh, hatred for a minority population in the most extreme way possible to get himself attention. Now, obviously, he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Mm -hmm. He wants to live long enough, however, to spew his hatred. He's declared uh, his, his, his innocence so that he can have a platform to testify about how much he hates these people and they deserve to die. That's just rubbing salt in the wound. Mm -hmm. This is a very sick guy, but a very calculated guy, and he's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Now, everything that he espouses has nothing to do with Republican ideology, of course. but of course, you know, if, if, if a media mogul in Hollywood wakes up constipated, it's Donald Trump's fault, right? <laughs> yep. Everything, you know, I can't consciously say if a pigeon dies in Central Park, it's my fault. Well, the left has taken that to really a radical extreme with Donald Trump. Everything is Donald Trump's fault. But the fact of the matter is that this is just their first shot because now they want to get back on the ban guns bandwagon. They've been trying to do this since Parkland last year, they thought that was going to be the thing mm -hmm. that put them over the top right. to be able to give them the power to come for our guns. But there's things that have been relatively quiet over them. here, so they got nothing to jump on to justify not only are they not winning the battle and taking away our guns, but we see state after state after state is implementing more permissive concealed carry laws and enhancing the Second Amendment, not... Uh, restricting it. Yeah, even people in New York are going after the SAFE Act and going after the, we talked about the libertarian lawyer in West New York who's going after, he's, fi he's already filed yeah. suits, going after the SAFE Act and going after the pistol permit requirement. Mm -hmm. So they're, like, like I said it before, it's very encouraging to see people standing up for this. Oh, because that's people, people are not asleep. They are not no. asleep on this. Let yeah. me tell you, if anything's going to motivate this country, it's going to be take away the guns. Go ahead, you try. Just try. That's how we started this country. Try. The, the, the British came for the guns and we you shot them. You just try, and as the saying goes, you'll have to pry it from my cold, dead hands, okay? Yeah. You come after people's guns, there's going to be a civil war in this country. Yeah. Okay, because everybody's just about up to here with it anyway, mm -hmm. because everybody's understanding. Like I said, with the Democrats, let's understand, there are some moderate Democrats sure. left that are very embarrassed by... I will not even use her acronym, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because that, in my mind, validates it like she made it somewhere. Where'd she mm -hmm. make it to, okay? She made it... Like she's been Okay, I can't, <laughs> I can't even take it. But my point is, is that the more she opens up her mouth, she's like a gift that keeps giving. Mm -hmm. And I really feel, go ahead, keep talking, you moron. Say whatever you need to say. And you other one, Omar, whatever the hell her name is. Omar, yeah. You see these people, I don't even bother to learn their names. <laughs> because they will come and they will go. The only thing I will say about uh, Alexandria Cortez is this. Because she's got, what, two to three million followers mm -hmm. now? Yeah, closer to three. Now. Okay, closer to three now. 
They have nicknamed her like uh, the Democratic darling, the darling of the Democratic yeah. Party. Well, the, Demo the, the baby doll of the Democratic Party will have a very short lifespan in politics unless, unless the Democrats, and this is just my opinion, because mm -hmm. this is the way I feel their heads work, if they could give her their book, okay, of what they want her to say, mm -hmm. and if she's a quick learner, and they put it to her, let's, let's tone her down. Let's take those big brown eyes and put them back in her head. Let's shut her mouth. Very okay, You're going to read from our playbook. If you read from our playbook, we'll make sure you get reelected, because that's how the Democrats play. And if she does comply, I can promise you she will win again. Hmm. That's okay. what I said. The reason why she might be short-lived is because she is making enemies within her own party. Yeah, yeah. now if she continues and on in that... New York. It's yeah. not just in her own party. Hakeem Jeffries hates her. Right. Now, and there's many other people in, in, in the city. If she keeps doing what she's doing, she's gone. Mm -hmm. She's gone. Yeah, but she is a very fast learner, Vicky. I mean, That's it. You have to remember, she was a bartender. She had to memorize the recipes for all those drinks. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's so true. She, she still hasn't learned anything about economics. And <laughs> she okay. minored in it. Oh, my, yes. Although that, her economic <laughs> policy, her green policy, I mean, it's just, it's just a world of uh, butterflies and moonbeams. She's an idiot. Please. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the last thing I want to touch on with this thing in Australia is that this guy did New say Zealand. he want New, yeah, New Zealand. He's from Australia and New Zealand. Right, doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's honestly, not half of the world. But he said that he wanted to start a race war in America. Ah. And the biggest thing that we can do is basically deny him that. Yeah. And we, I've reached out and we've been doing some work with the black conservative movement. Mm -hmm. And people need to understand that it doesn't. we don't care what color your skin That's is. That's right. It's about your values. That's correct. You mm -hmm. could be purple. I do not care. You can go to work in a Barney dinosaur outfit, and I really do not care. As That's long as right. your values are sound and you believe in the founding principles of this country, okay. you have a place in the conservative movement. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Martin Luther King said it best. He wanted people to be judged not on the continent of their, uh, not on, uh, what is it? Not on the color of their skin, yes. but by the content of their Dyslexia. It's understandable. I mean, when you start to run things over and over in your head, that's perfectly, what you just yeah. did was but, perfectly but normal. How, how far away from that has the left gotten today? Yeah, I feel like they he would be the opposite. Ashamed. They're yeah. literally oh, there. He's rolling over in his grave, that guy. Yeah. yeah. No. They and they, and they, they say it all in his name. And if he was here, it'd be like, what are you guys talking about? This is the opposite of what I told you guys to do. Oh, I gave sure. you guys the blueprint on how to have racial harmony, and you guys completely threw it out the and window. And I'll tell you something else. Malcolm X, um, if you read Malcolm X and you learn about Malcolm X, Malcolm X was radical. I mean, Black Panther radical mm -hmm. back in those days. But early on, Malcolm X was along the lines of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. He had some of his, he shared some of his same values, mm -hmm. but he took it and ran yeah. the complete opposite direction. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin Luther King today, his daughter was a Trump supporter, is mm -hmm. a Trump supporter, and she's That's a right. vocal Trump supporter. She spoke at the convention. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's no, like I said, like you said, uh, I don't care if you're pink with Pope, purple polka dots. It really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This is just not allowed. Right. Okay, and that's it. And it, race war? He wants to start a race war? The race war is brewing right now mm -hmm. because it's still s spilling over from Obama. Yep. And we got to take our the blacks and the whites that think the same. When we look, New Yorkers are unique. Mm -hmm. 
they're unique in so many ways. Now, my family owned a uh, very small jewelry store that they started up on 55th and 5th. They moved it down to the village in 1959. It was called Saint Manifique. I wear this in memory of my brother. Mm -hmm. My father and his brother started. When they went down to Greenwich Village, it was 1959. Life was different then. Mm -hmm. Okay, a lot of changes. Rock and roll started the whole thing. It was it was the time of change, and people got along. And one of the things my brother often told me, and it's the truth, you could be riding the subway and sitting next to somebody dressed like you and I, you would never know that guy's a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. Everybody was, that's one thing about New York's uniqueness. It's being able to come together. And we do come together. So how dare these others try to throw a match into what we, because people use this word racism, mm -hmm. like every other day. Yeah. And, and it's, it's watered down. Mm -hmm. Racism is a very serious word. Yes. And to be a racist is even worse. So let's go back to our values. Let's unite and let's come together. Because we did do it once and we mm -hmm. can do it again. And New York, like I said, we're, we're fortunate in that sense that we can do it. So long as the black community has the leadership mm -hmm. that's necessary, as the whites need the leadership that's necessary, to bring these parties together. Mm -hmm. We got de Blasio right now yep. with his lovely bride mm -hmm. who's doing everything they possibly can once again to separate this city. Mm -hmm. They've succeeded. They've had six years now. And they're doing a hell of a job. Mm -hmm. Okay? They're watering down our education system. They're blockbusting by putting homeless, you know, he's king of the world now. Of See, what everybody doesn't understand when we elected de Blasio uh, the first go around, Everything he was getting, everything already, nice and neat. So that if he got reelected, all he needed to do was stamp it all through. Mm -hmm. So everybody wonders how this is all happening. Well, the simple answer to that question is this. You voted for Obama the second time. 625,000 of you came out and voted. Mm -hmm. 889,000 people came out in total in New York City for the mayor's race. Knowing what we had sitting in Gracie Mansion, mm -hmm. and 625,000 of them still voted for him. I was out there stomping against him. Mm -hmm. I would do anything. I mean, I came out against the Blasio right. full speed. I mean, you know, couldn't do worse than what I did that day. <laughs> yeah. and, but the point is, you, the, he got it. He got in. It emboldened him. Now he's going to make a run from president. Well, now, here's not this time. <laughs> here's, here's a very funny, here's very, I look at it as comical because when I read things that from people from upstate, people from out of state, oh my God, de Blasio's going to run for president. Relax, everybody. He's not going anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay? The only thing he's doing is, once again, leaving our city in the hands of a woman that he gave last year or early this year. Uh, excuse me, 218, we're in 219. Uh, Co-mayor. Mm -hmm. So he's leaving the city in to his... Her yeah, while he exactly. Goes to and ask, answer me this, where's $800 million, Charlene, or Charlene, whatever her name yeah, is? Yeah, it was for a mental health initiative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went in her pocket. Yeah, yeah oh, it's That's all lined. It it's all lined. There's no question about it. But my point is that uh, the people were stupid enough to vote him back in, mm -hmm. 
uh, not angry enough. See complacency? Yep. Can't be complacent. Mm -hmm. And anger is what we need mm -hmm. in a good way yeah. to get people up off their asses or out of their comfortable chairs and get to the, vote, to the voting booth. Mm -hmm. And that's, it will happen. I mean, it times out anyway. You're right. only allowed two terms, right? As mayor or three? Two. Two. So uh, you're timing out. Thank God. Yeah, so he's out. But that opens the door to Jermani Williams. Right. That opens the door to a whole, his lovely bride. That opens the door to a whole slew of people. So I say to the Republicans, you spineless SOBs, what are you going to do? You know, it's like with Cuomo upstate. Mm -hmm. Was his election a surprise? Did you not know he was going to come up for election? I mean, it seems to be a big shock. Okay. Because you had four years to vet a good candidate. Yep, and they came out with no one. And they came out with garbage. Molinar was a piece of garbage. They came out with garbage. You put that up against the Democrat? Mm -hmm. No, that's not what you put up against the Democrat. Yeah. You put up a strong person with a spine mm -hmm. that plays the way they play. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see you win. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And maybe, uh, Rob, we could talk about this a lot. I find that when it comes to organizing, when it comes to really tarnishing the reputation of the other side, nobody does it better than the Democratic Party. And we always try and take the moral high ground. And, and I think to Vicky's point that that's been very much to a detriment to the Republican Party or, or conservatives in general over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years at the state level and, and obviously at the federal level as well. Well, the thing about the Democrats is they telegraph all their punches. Mm -hmm. You know you know what they're going to do. Their playbook is very simple. It's only got a couple of pages in it. Mm -hmm. Every time a Republican steps forward, they're going to be tarnished as a racist, an anti-Semite, whatever, anti-whatever they can come up with, right? And the problem is the Republicans have no clue how to handle those accusations. So somebody gets called a racist... And they shrink like a withering violet. Yeah. And all the, all the, not Vicky, but all the, all the Republicans a around them, them do, yeah. all of a sudden they're like, you know, like the guy's got bad, like, like B.O. They, they can't get away from him fast enough, right? But Trump has changed all that. Yes. And that's thrown their, their playbook into, uh, out of order. They don't know how to use it anymore. Because they go at Trump and they go, you're a racist. You hate women. And Trump goes, ha, 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 ha. You think you're going to scare me with that? Yeah, he doesn't. And then he yeah, just keeps on doing what he's doing. And, Frankly, that's a big reason why a lot of Republicans love this guy, because mm -hmm. he stands up to the slings and arrows of the left, mm -hmm. and he, they bounce off his chest like he's Superman, and he just keeps moving forward. I mean, how many times during the campaign did they think he was done? Yeah. They came out with right the, 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 the audio the Billy tape. Bush thing right before right? then, yeah. Yeah, and like, oh, we, we got him. He's done. This is going to kill him. And he just, like, brushed Billy it Bush. off. Billy yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Clinton's flying away yeah. to an island of pedophiles mm -hmm. that his wife knew about. <laughs> Guy's in jail now, mm -hmm. on the island, but that was okay. Okay, and he made one... Yeah, I'm a woman. Was I offended by what Trump said with Billy Bush in the back of a thing? These are guys talking, yeah, hello. Yeah, it was there off the, is a the locker room thing. Yeah, exactly that's applicable. it, look. You know what? There's guys and there's girls. And all you feminists out there, I'm with you to a certain degree. But you've got to understand, God created man, God created women. Men speak the way men speak, and women aren't that much better. So, you know, mm -hmm. with your pussy hats on, which I'm totally against, okay? I don't need to wear a pussy hat to proclaim I'm a woman, all yeah. right? That's it. I stand on my own two feet. 
and that's it. I don't need you to justify me, mm. okay? So now he makes this off-color remark. He's with a bunch of whoever. Who cares what he said? He's with a couple of guys on a bus I in mean, private. I mean, come on. Yeah. Give me a break. And I, shame on you, Billy Bush. You're an idiot. Yeah. I See, all of this stuff drives me insane because I'm sick and tired of it. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk about dodging bullets and arrows? I dodged my fair share mm -hmm. because I've been called more names during my Senate race. Mm -hmm. They've created more stories. They were scared stiff of me. Mm -hmm. This was elect electoral district, what was it? District 11. 11. Senate District 11. Mm -hmm. Okay? I would have been proud as punch. I won the primary. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I would have made a damn good senator. Mm -hmm. Okay? But my party crucified me. Mm. They did. Now I'm going to be Republican Woman of the Year. I was uh, being given the honor by the oldest Republican Party uh, club, club in the entire country, the Queens Village Republican Club. And the Queens GOP has decided to boycott it. They are physically going out of their way, and not only three people that I know of lost their jobs because they contacted me on private message that they lost their jobs because they supported me during my run and they were lifelong members of the Queens Village Republican Club. They're having their 144th annual uh, uh, Lincoln dinner on March 24th. And I'd like everybody out there to look it up. Please come. It's next Sunday because they went wild. They actually lined people up, making phone calls, phone banking, to call people up threatening their livelihoods and making other threats against them. So this has got to stop. Mm -hmm. And the Queen's GOP has a name. The chairwoman's name is Joanne Ariola. And Joanne, if you have a problem with what I'm saying right now, prove me different. Prove me different. And I'll show you what I have on tape. I'll let you listen to it. And I'll show you what I have in the written word. Joanne, you may not be district leader of District 23 anymore. And you must step down, as I told you when I ran, because you tried to cut me down every way, shape, and form that you possibly could. Joanne Ariola is the Queen's chairwoman. She's the state committee woman for District 23. Her executive director, which she hand-picked, is John Haggerty. He's a convicted felon for embezzling $1.2 million from the Bloomberg campaign. He served time. He did his probation. She handpicked him as executive director of our Queens GOP. And that's who you have running your county of Queens right now. The other counties are in pretty bad shape, too. Mm -hmm. I ran on the purest of reasons, and that was to save the Senate in order to save the state so that we had checks and balances. Which and that's clearly... It. Which is really, oh, holy crap, that actually makes sense, no? Yep. Okay? <laughs> All right, that actually makes sense. So that's what we're about right now. <laughs> we're about trying to keep Donald Trump in office for 2020, and we're trying to get our state control back in 2020, and that's a simple maneuvering, because we're only down by about seven seats in the state Senate. The okay. Assembly's got 150 seats. We were at 47. We are now at 42. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a very difficult road to travel, right. but the Senate is not. 
Then we have in 2021, every city council seat is being made available. Several are timing out. Eric mm -hmm. in Howard Beach is one of those timing out. Tick tock. And who's Eric for those who don't know who he is? Eric. Eric Ulrich was elected to the city council as a conservative Republican in a special election in 2009. Very lucky win on his part because the leading Democrat who was supposed to be the candidate to run against him had a flaw, a technical flaw in his petitions and was taken off the ballot. Hmm. So Eric actually got very, very lucky, won this special election running against uh, two or three very weak Democrats, and he's been in ever since. Because of the Bloomberg changing the term limits temporarily to three terms, he's been in now for going on 12 years. But he will be out after the end of this term, his third term. And he has turned into the biggest rhino in the city council. He just got a hundred percent grade from the environmentalists. Mm. This is one of the he 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 used to run as a pro-life, pro-traditional marriage Republican. He's flipped 180 degrees on all those issues. Mm -hmm. uh, every issue you can imagine, he has abandoned the Republican Party. And on top of that, on top of that. Eric and the Queen's GOP did not support Trump. They're never Trumpers. Mm -hmm. They did not support Nicole Maliotakis when she ran for mayor. They did not support uh, Vicky when she ran. They did not support, um, who was the other Republican, uh, David Bressler, when David refused, who was uh, he running couch out. in he the assembly couch district that overlapped with Vicky's and, and wouldn't go out against her. Mm -hmm. They tried to destroy his campaign as well. This is the most vile bunch of faux Republicans you could ever hope to they're meet. They're thugs. What they are... They're thugs. They're, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, every time I hear, oh, Vicky, is that possible? Uh, yeah, it's possible. Did it happen? Absolutely. They blacked me out of every news media, and they let one of their cohorts, which if I say her name because she said mine many times. I'm just warning you because you know who you are. There will be a libel suit against you. I've been called an anti-Semite. They saw to it that it got into the Gothamist. That Gothamist uh, article I did, I thought I did. I stayed on the phone with this young man, my goodness, about an hour. We talked about everything. Never once approached anti-Semitism. Never talked about anything. And I actually got off the phone saying, wow, that was a great interview. I think this guy's going to do a really great article on me. Mm -hmm. The article came out the next day. Not a single word that I said was in it, except you could call me anything, just don't call me late for dinner. That's my age showing, okay? Mm -hmm. So you want to make a joke about that. But that, out of the entire article, was the only one line that was true. Mm. That was it. And that came out two weeks before. What they couldn't handle was the fact that they were primarying me. I, I filed my papers in January. They pulled somebody out of their hat in March at the Lincoln Dinner last year. And I said, fair, fine. They want to do primary? I don't care. You know, it's the American way. May the people speak. I was always about the people. We the people. Let the people speak. Mm -hmm. And I said to the young man, my opponent was going to be my primary opponent. I said, look, let's keep this fair and square. Let's keep this just, you know, all about policies and what's going on in the district and how we're going to save the quality of life, the property taxes, and let's handle the, keep it clean, you know, no mudslinging. And I actually 
said to him at the Lincoln dinner, there's a lot of sheep in wolves, a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing here. Mm -hmm. Please be very careful. Be very, very careful. There's a lot of very mean people here. Mm -hmm. And they will sell you a bill of goods. But a bill of goods that I wasn't buying, well, he did whatever he did. And he, of course, went with the other side. And that's fine. What wasn't fine was the tactics that they used. Hmm. So when I had the opportunity the week before, and you could go to Vicky for Senate on my Facebook page, and you could watch the John Haggerty, Vicky Palladino confrontation, which was exactly one week prior, or right one week before of the primary day. And you'll watch what went down that day, that night at the Queens Village Republican Club. And then I said to Simon, this was all your fault. All your fault. Everything that's transpired during this entire primary run is all your fault. Because you couldn't control your people. How do you, hold, how do you expect to hold the Senate floor if you can't hold four people in line, six people in line? I mean, I'm telling you, I was brutally attacked. Mm -hmm. Okay, brutally attacked. I was attacked on every form of media including the Sid and Bernie show on, uh, on ABC Radio. 770. 770. I was, and you know what? I did damn good. I'm so proud of the grassroots, we the people movement that we generated and my voice carried the way it's carrying now. I'm very passionate and I am going to run again. I've yet to decide for which or what. Mm -hmm. But I will run again because we need you young guys. We need you guys. And you guys need a platform. And if I could supply you with that platform, you've got it. Because the blood comes from you guys. You hold the light. You're going to take that light through the tunnel. And if I can help light the way, I will gladly do that. Because there's got to be change here. Mm -hmm. And the time for change is now. Mm -hmm. You keep losing elections, we're sunk. Let me explain really briefly what they did to her last year, because yeah. it's, it's truly incredible. What they did was they, they had this hack writer who writes blog posts and thinks she's some kind of a journalist go on and troll, basically troll Vicky's uh, social media pages. And she's been trolling Vicky since the mayor's race from the year before. Mm -hmm. So this woman's unhinged. She's a lunatic. But she was going through her social media pages, and she'd read through the comments, and she'd find somebody who would make a comment that would look anti-Semitic. Mm. And then she'd screenshot it. And then she'd post it up as part of her, her blog post and say, Vicky Palladino is an anti-Semite and she's supported by anti-Semites. And this is the way, the, the, this is the Democratic tactics they use against Trump. Oh, yeah, it was definitely they were Democratic. Using, they, were, they were using these same tactics, our Queen's GOP and their hacks using these same tactics against one of their own. Mm -hmm. And they would try to spin this and make it into, well, we pushed back as hard as we could. Because yeah. Vicky was surrounded by a lot of Jews on her campaign, myself included. And when I contacted every they were place, fake. every oh yeah, a fake fake Jew. Well, fake Jews too. I had. So mm -hmm. I, every place that she would write her posts, I would contact them and say, "This woman has been trolling Vicky Palladino since the mayoral race of 2017, and she's got a a, a a bug up her, you know what, for Vicky, and she writes these these things that are completely unfounded without any evidence whatsoever." Well, they eventually backed off the Vicky's an anti-Semite. They tried to tone that down and just make it into where everybody's following her is an anti-Semite. 
That led to the Gothamist article. That also led to an article in uh, the Queen's Courier. And those are the only two places that would actually publish a lot of these BS uh, posts that they were putting up accusing her of being anti-Semitic. Well, when I wrote to the Queen's Courier, a paper that I had a relationship with, because I used to write a column for them five or seven years ago, uh, 2012. I used to actually write for that paper. And I contacted the editor and said, you know, this is all a bunch of lies. And how dare you call me, because I spoke to the reporter, and, and not even ask me to respond to any of the charges that you wrote in this article. You asked me about some stuff that was totally unrelated that's not even in the article. And you didn't give me a chance to, to respond to any of this. Well, here's my response to this. And when they wrote my, about my response, they said, Robert Hornack, who claims to be a Jew, says blah, blah, blah. Wow. And nobody, okay. could, nobody could believe that this was going on such a magnitude for such a, such a small race. Sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's a local race. What, what they did, and, and I nailed them, they sacrificed the state senate, the only body of government that the Republicans held. Mm -hmm for the sake of their own selves. Yeah. They put themselves ahead of the betterment of this state because mm -hmm. I could have won that race. They what? were so desperate to hold on to control of the candidates. Remember what they did to, to Plata? Oh my God, so that they, was insane. That, that was even worse because this guy, Slavic Plata, who was running in District 15, they had this guy, Tom Sullivan, who Tom's a very uh, nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Nothing against Tom. Yeah, no, But the, the party implemented a mail campaign where they were uh, photoshopping Slavic's head onto bodies with, in handcuffs and saying, because the guy's a lawyer. Four days before the campaign, the, those mail, the, the election. They started with mailers and robocalls and accusations through the rumor mill that this guy was a felon. When he's never even been they arrested. They photoshopped a head, his head onto this. How, this do they is, not get, how do they not yeah, get prosecuted that's, that's, for this? That's, that's libel. But yeah. this, what this <laughs> really goes to is the fact that the voter apathy now makes sense in New York mm -hmm. because people are looking at the GOP in New York State and if people are know, know any of this stuff, or they see these fake candidates who aren't conservatives. They're Republicans, but they're not conservatives. And when we had Steve Dace on, he said the same thing, is that these Republicans, they are far to the left of the conservative voter in places like New York and other places. So they're not, there's no confidence in the GOP party for this state. And they're doing these dirty tactics, which just proves that the people are right in not having faith in the establishment GOP right now. Now let me interrupt you a minute, Evan. Also, let's remember, there are some winners in the Republican Party. And those people did not come out to defend me mm -hmm. and call these people out for what they know they are. I called them the gang of four because Trump had his gang. Do you remember when he used to use the expression, what he used to use, a gang of four or a gang of seven, that would, were going for his throat early on when he was first uh, uh, made president, when right. he was first um, inaugurated. And I said, well, I guess I got my very own gang of four because these people won't let go. They're like a dog with a bone, but shame, shame on the spineless Republicans that are elected and do hold weight, that they don't put a choker collar on this woman and the rest of anybody who's involved in these tactics in the GOP in the city of New York, okay? Shame on them for not having the guts, because I would have the guts, mm -hmm. to stand up for somebody who was being beaten down. 
I would have the guts. Where were you, and where were you, and I'm not mentioning names, but they know who they are. Mm. Where were you, where were you, and where were you? I helped you, I helped you, and I helped you. But when they were knocking me down, and you know damn well that it was all lies, mm -hmm. why didn't you come forward and say, they're lying, they are lying. Until the Republican Party comes together, good luck. Yeah. Well, right now it can't come together because it's all based on, at least particularly in Queens, it's based on greed and personal aggrandizement. Mm -hmm. Until we have a party that stands on principle again, right? and we cultivate and groom candidates to run for office that stand on principle, sometimes it doesn't matter if you win or lose the race. You advance the fight for liberty by running candidates that stand on principle and can mm -hmm. articulate our message. And until we get back to doing that again, we actually have gotten onto a road maybe about 15 years ago or so, where we started to wake the party up. I've been doing this for a really long time, starting with young Republicans. And we actually started kicking the party in the ass a lot to try to get them to, to back candidates that stood on principle. Mm -hmm. And they started to wake up, and it really started to sink in for a while. But now these corrupt thugs have taken over, and all of that has gone by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And until we start putting up candidates and a party that stand on principle, this party's going nowhere. It will not be an effective opposition voice. And that's why the Whitestone Republican Club was rebooted because solely for the purpose of getting the people re, you know, bringing them back in. Reactivating them. Reactivating them. Because mm -hmm. they're mad as hell. When sure. I lost, there were people screaming, this was fixed, I voted for you. There wasn't a place I didn't go that people, I guess it's my hair, the white of my hair, I'm not kidding. <laughs> that people would say, you're Vicki Palladino. Yeah, she it's stands like, out. Yes, I am. Oh, may I shake your hand? I voted for you. I don't know how you lost. I don't know how that happened. And that day, if you remember, was a very rainy, windy, cold day. Hmm. And Avella, who was the incumbent for eight years, prior to that, city councilman for eight years. So I had 16 years solid in my district. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... John Liu and Tony Avella hated each other's guts. Mm -hmm. Now, Tony Avella had gotten beaten by John Liu in his primary, but he still held the independent line. So, the way candidates should do, you step aside. Tony decided that he was going to stick with his run. So, it was not Palladino versus Liu. It was Palladino versus Avella versus, versus Lou. Right. So I got my 19,000 and change, and I beat Tony by over 3,000 votes. Mm -hmm. So I'm very proud of that right. because I beat the incumbent, mm -hmm. and if he would have stepped aside, that would have been a different story. So that day, right. I saw him outside 184. Now, he never approached me. Tony during the Meet the Candidates night with John Wood. So when we were there, he said, hey, Vicki, how you doing? I thought I'd fall over. So I said, I'm do doing good, Tony, how are you? So he says, I'm doing all right. He says, you see that guy over there? That's a bad guy. He says, well, I just fall off a turnip truck. I just spent the last nine months because right. I thought he was going to be my opponent. <coughs> and I know all about John Lou, do you? So he says, well, he's really bad. And they, they have a genuine, they just hate each other. Mm -hmm. So I said, are you aware that uh, John Liu's chief of staff, Lisa Delaguila, is the co-founder of the Rise and Resist movement in New York? 
She's the woman who put the woman on the uh, Statue of Liberty. He says, no, I didn't know that. I says, that's right. I says, you didn't know that. I says, I could have told you that. If you would have taken a meeting with me and we could have came together mm -hmm. and not let your ego get in the way, I could have, and you and I could have come, and you maybe you would have said 10 days, 14 days before Election Day, I endorse Vicky Palladino as the Republican candidate for the New York State Senate. Mm -hmm. And then, Tony, you picked a hell of a time to play Russian roulette. Right. Now we have to wait till 9 o'clock tonight, and we all know the way that went. Mm. But it was a good second place finish. Yeah, I was yeah, very absolutely. happy. Oh, I could. My people were the best. Every volunteer, everybody was just terrific. They, I had people coming down to grab petitions from, you know, take petitioning for me. They were coming from two hours away from upstate New York. They were coming in from Long Island mm -hmm. to, to do petitioning for me. And all Joanne Ariola could say is, Vicky never raised enough money. Vicky didn't do this. Vicky didn't do that. You know what? You're right. Vicky did not raise a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you one thing. That final bill I got from that lady in Ohio, I called her personally and said, thank you. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's had, because you, you do a donation by card, it goes through a thing called Anadot. So you get it on an email. Mm -hmm. So it says retired. Every person who donated to me that was retired, I made a personal phone call to because I knew they had a choice to put milk on their table and bread or to give me that $10 bill. Mm -hmm. So you're right. I didn't raise a lot of money, but it went far. Mm -hmm. And the people spoke, and that's all I cared about the whole run was let the people talk. The people will speak on Election Day. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess last question. Was that Justin on the cell yeah. What does he say? I said, should he come in? <laughs> I said, I'm coming. Come in, Justin. Better have your telling me. <laughs> this next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. Because uh, 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 Vicky doesn't uh, believe in our ideals and Vicky doesn't whatever. What, what, where was I going? I was going someplace else. You're going to have to edit this out. Um, <laughs> what the hell did she say? Let, let, let me jump in here for a second Go because I, this is what really goes on. Okay? The Republican Party in New York runs scared every mm. year wondering what candidates are going to run that might affect their candidates up ballot. Oh, I got it. So they put up, they want candidates that are milk toast that will be non-controversial. Maybe they can raise money, maybe they can't. They don't care. And as long as it doesn't affect, and this is not, and I, by the way, this is not necessarily the state party's fault. That's this right. Is, this is the fault of the county chairman. That's who, right. Who are so invested in the people that they've gotten into office uh, particularly in the state senate, because they're probably making money off of them somehow. Mm. That they run scared that candidates might run somewhere in their county that might be a little bit controversial or stand, God forbid, on some principle like tax cuts mm. or some things that they can't uh, defend themselves, 
and they push these guys aside. They push them out of the way. When somebody like Vicky tries to run, and they say, no, no, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me I can't run. Well, they do everything they can to shut down your fundraising potential. Hmm. So they go to all oh, the donors. They go to all the, all the important donors all over the region. They say, if this woman calls you, you're going to say no. Look, uh, frankly, I hate to say this, but Republican donors are pretty well trained. And when they get a call from a candidate, the first thing they do is they pick up the phone and call the county chairman and go, I just got a call from one of your candidates, uh, yes or no? And if Joanne Ariola says, don't give her money, she's an anti-Semite, they go, oh, okay, I don't want to give money to an anti-Semite, mm -hmm. and that's the end of it. Well, the uh, two days before the primary, they went as far, because they weren't making headway down here, which I'm very proud of. They went to call Palladino up in Buffalo. <laughs> and what called Palladino, another loose cannon, never met the man, no relation. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Yeah, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. If I could run on my maiden name, nobody, you know, Albrizio is Albrizio. Uh, Palladino is very common. Hmm. So they go to call Palladino. Who's called Palladino? Call Palladino bailed John Haggerty out of jail. Nice. Hmm? Okay, John Haggerty's house was bought by Carl Palladino so he wouldn't lose his house. So they go to Carl. They say to Carl, we need a favor from you. Oh, anything, of course. We need you to trump up an email and send it out to every registered Republican conservative voter two days before the election. Everybody got an email from Carl Palladino because they have everybody's names, addresses, phone numbers, and emails. Everybody was, because we did robocalls, I was doing calls. Mm -hmm. People were saying, I just got an email from Carl Palladino. I just got, and then somebody was shooting me copies of the email. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, what in the hell is this? So they had to go to Buffalo, New York to make sure that I didn't win my primary. These are the lengths people went to. I get a call from Alexandria, Virginia, the night of my victory of the primary, which I took by 65%. I get a call from a woman who's very big with the Republican Party in Washington, D.C. She lives in Alexandria, Virginia. And she warned me about what was going to come my way. And she had said to me, that don't be surprised if they side up with the other side mm -hmm. to go against you in order for you to lose. Because if you win, Vicki, you will become the most powerful woman in Queens and she can never handle that. Mm -hmm. And that was at midnight, the night of my primary win. So here I am, Republican Woman of the Year, proud to say by the oldest Republican Party in Queens, and what are they doing? They took out their hatchets again. Mm -hmm. Again, Joanne Ariola, John Haggerty, Bart Haggerty, who saw that several people lost their jobs. At the Board of Elections. At the Board of Elections, because he is second in command of the Queens Board of Elections. And um, now they decided to do a hatchet job. Oh, and look Eric Ulrich. Oh yeah, Eric's right in there with all of them. I mean, I I I'm I, I don't know why I'm not bringing him up more often, but whatever it is, he's out to pasture in 2021. Yeah, Good four, luck. Four thugs in a room. Four thugs in a room. Exactly. So what's going to happen is 
when they do this hat they're trying to do this hatchet job that's why i'm asking everybody out there who's in the sound of my voice that could afford a ticket let's show them that there is strength in numbers let's show them to hell with you i realize the ticket's a little high this year but Corey lewandowski is going to be there along with the co-author of his book david bossy yeah david bossy and uh you're getting a free copy of trump's enemies plus you're getting brandon strike Mm-hmm. who is the hashtag walkaway guy, mm-hmm. who's really up and coming. Now, you want to know what you could do? This is what you could do. As young people and myself who want to still be in the game, what we need to do is come together and unite. And while you might have sand under your feet right now, that sand will turn to concrete, I can promise you. We need to build. We need to grow our voices need to be heard. We don't need to take to the streets and protest unless need be, but that's not the way we do it. We do it like this. Mm-hmm. This is modern technology. Podcasting, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is the way to get your voice out there. Let people hear you. Become active. Get, stay busy. And never let it die. You can beat, you cannot not, you can't stop beating this dead horse. Because as, so long as this dead horse keeps getting up on one or two legs, it still has life. Mm-hmm. Kill it. Kill it. I used to say, you, you want to know how you get rid of a snake? You don't cut the tail off. It'll mm-hmm. grow a new tail. Right. You want to cut the snake's head off? You'll kill the snake. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we got to do it. And you got to get people engaged. There's so many people out there that are angry. Whitestone Republican Club. They are furious. They're burning. The smoke is coming out of their ears. Because I have got the largest attendance so far of any Republican club in Queens. 65 people to 100 people to my clubs meeting ever since I started. Mm -hmm. They're coming to hear me speak. I could motivate a room in a minute. They're a glass of water. They couldn't motivate their own mother. It's the way it goes, okay? But most of all, it's the people who I speak for. And there's where the heart and the soul of this lies. It lies your voice and the people's hearts. You win the people's hearts with your voice, you will win a race. We must disassemble and reorganize the Queen's GOP. Start with District 23, Howard Beach, Rockaway. Ozone Park. Ozone Park. And Broad Channel. And Broad Channel. That's Joanne Ariola's district. Start there. You vote for Margaret Howard. Unseat Joanne in her state committee seat. Start there. She's halfway out the door. Then we change our ED leaders. You could speak to us more about this at another time. because But we're running because they changed the re-election law. The, uh, the election law was changed. One of the first things they passed in January, which is, which was a great idea, but not for this particular timing for us. What they did, or them, what they did was they made petitioning start February 26th instead of June. And what they did was they we only have until April 3rd to hand in our petitions. Now, to be an ED leader, you need to see us. We could tell you, you live here, you're ED so-and-so. You need a certain percentage of that ED. 
some of these EDs because the Republican Party is so small, you may only need 18 names and you could be an ED leader. You need to be an ED leader. You know why? Because that's an inside vote. Outsiders, public, don't vote for the Queens County or for Brooklyn County or for whatever. We need the ED leaders. You guys vote. Wonder how to change things? We got to change the base of the party in Queens, and that's it. So hearts, minds, voices, and most important now, we're under the gun because we have to hand these petitions in by uh, April the 2nd. And then we start our campaign against our primary opponent because you think you're going to let us get away with this? No, definitely think, not. Do you think they're going to let us get away with this? Not after oh, they pulled last time. Oh, my God, no. Okay? So this is not a hard race to win. This is an easy race to win because you don't need thousands and thousands of signatures the way I did for Senate. Hmm. You only need 18. You only maybe need 25. Hmm. I know in my ED I need about 60. Hmm. Okay? And you're then, now, in June, you get to vote. Hmm. And everybody else like you. So get the word out. Get the word out. Justin, you're in Howard Beach. Get the word out. We need ED leaders in Howard Beach. See Margaret. See Phil. Yep. Those are your go-to people. And we'll set you up. It's very, it's not as difficult as it sounds, mm -hmm. folks. And as far as winning races, absolutely. Start and keep coming to these meetings. Yeah, sometimes they're boring, but for the most part, it's really, we got one year to 2020. That's it. Mm -hmm. This is the right year the to, corner. this yeah. is the year to prep. We got to get ready. Mm -hmm. 2020 is Senate Assembly and our president. Mm -hmm. This is major stuff. 2021, we take back our city. If we get the right guy or right. woman to run for mayor. Mm -hmm. You know how strong blood there is out there? And if we don't get the mayor, let's get a city council that counts. These are a bunch of puppets. Mm -hmm. You could never vote for a public advocate who sits and dines with the mayor and drinks mm -hmm. his water. Eric was a, okay. Come on, it's a joke. It's I all like a joke. Was what he was drinking. Yeah, or, exactly. Mm -hmm. So to me, we regain control of our city council in 2021. In 2020, let's try to get our foot back in the state senate. Yep. And we could do it very easily. Mm -hmm. Seven seats. Sit. Not a lot. Not a lot. Here, for example, the state senate committee gave Eric. Back in 2012 for his 213 race. One million dollars, nine hundred and seventy-nine thousand seven hundred and something dollars for a city council run, the state committee, Senate. The state wow. Senate no, committee. No, no, it was for a state senate race against Joe Dabo. Oh, okay. Oh, he ran against Joe Dabo? Got his butt kicked, but yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They gave him that. What did I get? Not even a ten dollar yeah. bill. How much money did the Republicans put aside for this state Senate race? $10 million. How much money did the Democrats put aside for the state Senate race? More than that, I'm sure. More. $1 million. That's it? That's it. Oh, that's all they need. Because yeah. they're, they're heads-on okay. favorites. Just so instead of saying, wow, so they, instead of screaming from the rooftops, we need to save the state Senate, 
Here you go. Use it wisely. You're a great candidate. You know what? They didn't do it. Mm -hmm. We lost. Boo-hoo. They don't care about any of that. No. Okay? These so, aren't, this isn't a principal party. No. Well, not, well, not as the leadership. Not as it sits right now. Right. But I will tell you this. Ed Cox must stay in control of the, sta of the state. Republican. And I'll tell you why. Because the Haggerty's have got somebody they want to put in there instead of him. And his name is Langworthy. If Langworthy gets control of Ed Koch's chair, we're done. Because now John Haggerty has reached Albany, New York. The state party. So whatever pulled in Queens, he'll pull at a state level. Sure. And we will all pay dearly for this. I will pay very dearly for this interview. Hmm. I don't care. <laughs> because I'll say whatever I need to say. Right. Because this is all about making people aware of what is going on. Well, people need to remember is Vicky doesn't need to be doing this. She could retire. Really? And sit in her rocking chair. And no rocking chair for me, ever. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I could be sitting on the front porch knitting. I've never knitted. Okay. But anyway, I don't have to be doing this. Hmm. And that's why I'm all out for you guys. You know, this is something that... Uh, it's time we hand the baton over and, uh, you know, stand behind you and do what needs to be done. And that's infuriating her as well. Mm -hmm. Because the GOP Young Republican Club, don't get involved with them. Mm -hmm. They're the Ariola puppets. They're the Eric puppets. They're the kind of Young Republican Club that gives the Young Republican Clubs a, a bad, bad name. name. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Bunch of party tax. Yep. do nothing but follow the marching orders of the party leader. And they came to my victory party, uh, my no, well, not my non-victory party when I lost to John Lowe. They come to my victory party when I won the primary, and not one of them were allowed to carry a petition for me. She went out to every Republican club in Queens, and in my district, and said, let Palladino fend for herself. The reason why she's holding Queens Village's hand over the fire is because they're the only ones that did it the right way. When two people are running in a primary, you don't endorse either, either person. Mm -hmm. You agree to carry petition for this one, and you carry petition for that one. They played fair, Queens Village, because mm -hmm. they play by the rules. The others folded like a cheap suit, and not one person carried for me. And that's why people came from two hours away and more. Some spent the night at my house. Hmm. Okay, came from Saratoga. Chaz. What's funny, Chaz. what's really funny is that the party tries to institute rules against clubs, and particularly young Republican clubs, because the party does they tend to be more idealistic, more principled. They pass these rules, or implement these rules that says the clubs shouldn't endorse candidates in a primary. Really? Why not? Because God forbid a club has a voice that's different from the county chair who always endorses a candidate because the party has the responsibility to, of putting together a slate, and that's fine, as long as you don't try to tarnish and personally smear the other Republicans in the race. When I ran the Young Republicans, we said, you don't want us to endorse? I'm sorry, but we don't agree with that. We have a voice, and we're going to be heard. And we endorsed candidates, and we made a difference in some races. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, guys, we're running really long, so I'm going to have to wrap this up, unfortunately. You'll be editing the hell out of this. Good luck, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not as much as you think. 
But guys, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank Great you, Ron. It was Justin, wonderful. Thank you. For gracing you. us with your beautiful, slick black hair. <laughs> um, but, but guys, uh, there are a lot of good pointers. We get this question all the time. What, Vic, what Vicky said about how you can get involved, how we can actually make change. She gave you three or four really good pointers right there. And again, for depending on where you live, you don't need a ton of votes to become an electoral district leader. It really doesn't take all that much. So you can get involved. Go to your local GOP Republican clubs. If they are corrupt, try and instill some change. Try and get real conservatives elected. And that's how you get started. But guys, thanks so much for watching. If you're interested, please donate on our website at PowerStateConservativeNetwork.com. I'm Pete, Evan, Justin, Vicki, Rob, signing off. Thank have, you. have a great weekend, everybody. We'll come at you next week. Have a good one. Hey, everyone. It's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.